At this time, I'd ask that you take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Matthew. Familiar verses from Matthew 5. Matthew 5, which we recognize as being the beginning or near the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And hearing then this reminder from God's Word as we begin our study of gratitude, the third section of the Heidelberg Catechism, looking at the teachings this morning of Lord's Day 32. And so after the Beatitudes, after that call then to be the flavor of salvation in the world around us, now come these words of our Savior. Matthew 5, beginning at verse 14, we hear God's word, and it is that, the very inspired and fallible word of God. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. As far the reading of God's holy and inspired word, let's also pick up the red or maroon Trinity Psalter hymnal, turning in its back pages to Lord's Day 32. You can find that on page 887 in the back of the hymnal. Eight eighty-seven, the bottom of the page, Lord's Day 32, question 86 asks, since we have been delivered from our misery by grace through Christ without any merit of our own, why then should we do good works? Because Christ, having redeemed us by his blood, is also renewing us by his spirit into his image, so that with our whole lives we may show that we are thankful to God for his benefits and that he may be praised through us. And further, so that we may be assured of our faith by its fruits, and by our godly living, our neighbors may be won over to Christ. And then question 87, can those be saved who do not turn to God from their ungrateful and unrepentant ways? By no means. Scripture tells us that no unchaste person, no idolater, adulterer, thief, no covetous person, no drunkard, slanderer, robber, or the like will inherit the kingdom of God. Thus far our confession. Our Lord and merciful Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bring these words, true words, good words, glorious words before us, and you would make us mindful of that light which has shone into our hearts, a light, Father, that we are to reflect, not to cover up, and certainly not to seek to put out by way of our own sinful actions, but that, Father, we would live lives full of gratitude before you. And so, Lord, may we give that witness of gratefulness and gratitude together. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Congregation beloved of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when things are dark, lights shine brightly. And certainly you would say, well, thanks for the update, Captain Obvious. But I say that because I want you to consider that the darkness isn't what makes the lights bright. It certainly shows forth in in clear relief, but that isn't the reason. No, lights shine brightly because that's what they've been made to be. That's what they're given to do. And so when things are light all around, that light still shines. It's that reflex of the Dutchman who sees the lights on the front of his house on all day. What is going on? We don't need them. 
But as lights in Christ, we are called to shine. And when things are light all around, we're to shine. And certainly in that great darkness, we are as well. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. In him was life, and that light was and is the light of men. We take comfort in the fact that the darkness cannot overcome him. And so he is that light for which we gather this morning and give thanks in worship and in participation in the sacrament. It's words that I considered often, not because I was looking at the picture windows during chapel in college, but on the side of one of the windows was the writing of Psalm 36, 9. And it says, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. And so it is that light then for which we should give thanks always, because in his light we come to know his word. His light illumines our darkness so we can come in repentance and faith. By his light we are saved, and we're given a life that is not our own but belongs to him and is to resound to the praise of his glory. And so our life, our light, is to give witness to him, to his light, and to our gratitude for a great salvation. So then what a calling is given to us. What a recreation is made in us. Because that is what we are. Consider Jesus when he says, you, he's already said it about himself and will say it, and it will be written in John 1 so powerfully But here he looks at his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. Yeah, we think about it. If Jesus is the light of the world, that means that he has made us to be in him so that we would shine like him and make him and our thanks in him known. It is the most profound of callings. One that we should be profoundly grateful for. But yet we realize that in here, sometimes maybe that light, though bright, is covered up with a lot of other lights that are bright. But, but we know that the darkness is still out there. We know that there's still darkness in here. And we know the struggle then to be grateful, to be thankful for what is ours in Jesus Christ. And maybe here this morning we're tired knowing the battle waged against the old nature, waged against its deeds. But yet it's in that moment that we need to remember again that as we've had light shined in our hearts, we then should and would shine like stars in the present darkness so that the world would see in our thanks and in our praise the power and wonder of the Savior, that they would see Jesus and their need for salvation and the blessings that are ours in being given to his praise and service in all things. That as we come to the table this morning, are we with our whole being giving praise and service in all things to him, showing forth a witness of gratitude for all the blessings divine which we in Christ possess. And in considering your own darkness this past week, have you given as much attention 
to how great your Savior is in his glorious light and life? Have you considered your great calling? And that's what it is to shine out a witness of his goodness and glory into this part of the world that you're in. And so Christians show their gratitude as shining lights for their neighbor's good and for God's glory. That's the theme we want to consider this morning. Christians show their gratitude as shining lights for their neighbor's good and for God's glory. And we show forth that gratitude and shine forth as those grateful for saving light. We see that in verse 14. Grateful for sanctifying light in verse 15. And grateful for serving light in verse 16. But we're grateful for saving light because we shine because he shined on us first. We love because he loved first. He illumined the sin of our our darkness, of our sin and blindness. And even the very hope and comfort that is ours is not because we're great sinners, but because we've been provided a great Savior. Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation and deliverance. In Him alone is life and light. And if that's made known to us and has been made known to us, If his shining light has worked in our hearts, our lives are to be given to the reflection, to the shining forth of his glorious grace. We're to be thankful for the salvation provided and to live gratefully unto his glory. But again, we still struggle with gratitude. Maybe even this morning, that joy in terms of even just getting here this morning or getting ready or getting the tribe ready to come to church or coming saying, my life is... It's kind of dry right now, empty. What what am I thankful and blessed all about? Well, if you're struggling with gratitude, let it be fueled by the first words of our text. Because after laying out all of the blessings of what is found in him, of speaking what it is to be salt, the flavor of blessing and salvation in this world, Jesus speaks of what he makes us to be in that great salvation. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. We are children of light. That is what we are if we are found in Jesus Christ, not having a righteousness of our own. And read it again. You are not becoming light. You're not hoping that one day you will be. This is what you are. You have been delivered from your misery by grace alone, through Christ alone, by faith alone, without any merit of your own. You are children of light. And how then, even in hearing it again, can that not begin even as hard or as thirsty as we might be in our hearts, how can that not well up the most profound sense of gratitude? And if you need more help, why must we do good works? Christ has redeemed us by his blood. That's what he has done, that we would be his children and heirs. He's robed us in his righteousness. He's satisfied the wrath of God for our sin. He's given us life now and everlasting. And we have the privilege of shining forth with that. That when people see us work, when they see us study, when they see us play, when they see us worship, 
what they see is the light of the glory of God in Jesus Christ. That's what they should see. I've been redeemed in Christ, and the life I now live, I live for the God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do that as one filled with light. And in gratefulness for that saving light, shine forth in gratefulness not only for him, but for that light. And we do that in a life of good works. And you're like, well, why? If this is what I am, what? Well, hey, what does a light bulb do? Yeah, it makes things dark. No, our kids would look at us awfully funny if we said that to them. What's a light bulb for? Oh, well, it's just decoration. Yeah, we just grind them up and... And no, <laughs> a light bulb shines. It's its very purpose. It's of its very nature. Why should we do good works? Because we've been made light in the Lord. Because we've been redeemed by Christ. And as such belong to him body and soul in life and in death. We do good works to make that known. To shine forth that his light would be known. And we do that because that's what we've been made. That's what we've been remade for. And so that mustn't be hid here. Oh, I'll let somebody else at church shine brightly. I'll take a break on the Lord's day. No, we shine brightly here. It's an encouragement to your siblings in the Lord here. There's the light of the Lord working in him. He's shining brightly. She's shining brightly. Father, continue to well that in me. But it also mustn't be hidden in this world of darkness. What you've been made for must shine forth. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And so, yes, among these other lights, we need to shine brightly. But as you head out into that darkness, shine, keep shining brightly with gospel truth and love and hope and peace. Shine forth in what you say. Shine forth in what you do as a testimony to all that Christ has done and is doing in you and through you. And then be grateful for it. That when you see others shining, encourage them in it. Praise be to the Lord that he is working grace in you. That as we shine forth in the world, continue to give that testimony and gratefulness for that which has made you light, so that in thanks you might shine forth with that light in doing good for others, that you would bring glory to his name. What you have to be thankful for in redemption is set before you today. Christ has redeemed you by his blood. The full forgiveness of all your sins is the truth of your now reality that is to shine forth in your now calling. And so live in thanks for what is afforded you in Jesus and give thanks that he's continuing the work that he's begun. In the second place, we're grateful for sanctifying light. We're thankful that he's still bringing us before his light and that he's still conforming and transforming our light to look like and be more like his. And so we should be super thankful for the blessing of salvation, but also for the blessing of sanctification. Because that's really what shining forth in a, a light of love and good deeds is about, a continuing testimony that he is having his will and way in us. Christ is renewing us by his Spirit into his image 
so that with our whole lives, we may show that we are thankful to God for his benefits and that he might be praised through us. And so be ever more grateful for that kind of calling and privilege. But again, sometimes if we're honest, we're not. You know what? I'm good with the salvation part, but sanctification is hard. And certainly we don't like it. We say we're thankful for salvation, that we've been delivered from the consequences of sin and death, but Man, a lot of our life is still lived for ourselves. We keep living for sin and for Satan. And surely we pray that we've come to see some of those areas as God's Word has illumined some of those darker corners of our hearts in this week of examination. But what that ultimately shows us, brothers and sisters, is that we're ungrateful for what's been promised in the gospel. That's what living in that sin and despising sanctification is. In fact, what that shows to us, illumined by Christ's work in spirit, is that we're practically ashamed of the gospel. We have an appearance of godliness, but we live as those denying its power. And so if we are to be the light of the world, if that is what we are, if that is what we are being conformed and transformed to be, we are to have nothing to do with the darkness of this world. At least not in terms of adopting it for our own. Yeah, I'm light, but I'd rather be darkness. Yeah, I'm light, but I'd rather do that. No. We don't turn off our light. We don't hide our light. We don't shine less brightly to accommodate this world and its sin. Verse 15, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. What foolishness that would be. That isn't the purpose of the light. That distracts and covers up the light. And if that is the case, if that's how Christians are going to operate in this world, indeed, how great is that darkness? You are the light of the world, but you stop acting like it. You stop serving like it. No. Never. That's the point we need to remember. If I am claiming to be light in the Lord, but I'm still giving myself fully to the things of darkness, then what question do I need to ask? Am I truly light in the Lord? Is my heart really His? Is my life really His? Can those be saved who do not turn to God from their ungrateful and unrepentant ways? By no means. Scripture tells us no unchaste person, no idolater, adulterer, thief, no covetous person, no drunkard, slanderer, robber, or the like will inherit the kingdom of God. Acts of darkness are not acts of light, and they are never to be confused in the same. And if you're continuing in such sins, don't think that you're bathing them in light, but you're deceiving yourself in the darkness. Because that life doesn't look like Jesus. And it doesn't shine forth unto his glory or to your neighbor's good. And we're all taken aback a bit, right? 
because we still recognize that sin that we hold on to. Christ has redeemed us by his blood. And so we come to him, not as perfect individuals, not as those who will not sin. No, that, that's why we come. But we repent. And we believe the good news of Jesus Christ. And we forsake the world and we forsake our sin that we might give ourselves more wholly and only to Jesus. And if you've been made light and you're still living that light of life of darkness and confusion, why are you seeking to cover that which is good and right and true in Jesus with that darkness? No, repent. And pray, Lord, have your will and weigh in me. Work in me by your Holy Spirit. Purify me. Illuminate my darkness and my blindness. Let me confess all of my sins and walk in the light and life of Jesus. And that is when light shines brightest. Because we are found in more full conformity with our Lord and Savior. Let your light shine in him. Not as a testimony of who you are, but in gratefulness for his sanctifying and saving light. And let it be displayed. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of salvation. People light a lamp and they put it on a stand and it gives light to the whole house. Jesus has made you light so that you wouldn't hide it but that you would shine it everywhere to his praise. And so pray, Lord, continue your work of sanctifying me, of focusing me. Cry out to him, Father, forgive me for all the ways that I deny your light and calling, all of the ways that I am trying to cover that up and hide who and what you are. Lead me again to Christ, to know light and life in believing. And then lead me forth in gratitude for that calling, Lord. And let me serve you in that light with my everything. And that's what it is to be grateful in the last place for serving light. Because that's why Jesus came. To serve, to seek and save those that are lost. He came as the light. Light shined into the world. That darkness will never, ever, ever overcome it. And it is that light who has made you to be light and calls you to a life in every way that shines for the praise of his glory. That he calls each of you to serve after his example. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Why? Because you have a lot to shine out about. You've been delivered from your misery by grace through Christ without any merit of your own. That is deserving of the most noble and humble and full-hearted service. So let your service in your home, in your workplace, in the school, in this church, shine out with that kind of gratitude, gratefulness for that. Do good works as a testimony that you rejoice in his good works on behalf of all of his children. And then do the work. <laughs> do the good works. Don't wait for somebody else to do them. Do works of love and kindness so that through the working of his spirit, 
you would be assured of its, your faith by its fruits. That as you serve in gratefulness for him and his service to you, serve others by way of your godliness. Not so that you have something to boast about or hold over other people, but so that by your godly living, your neighbors may be won over to Christ. Because you know what? Your light may be the only light your coworker or classmate or family member sees. So shine. All the time shine, shine brightly in service to Christ and to the gospel which has changed you and remade you so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Because the one who has served us is working service in us which serves us certainly an assurance and thankful praise. But it is all the more directed to the praise of the God who saves The God who held nothing back in that service, who held not even back his one and only Son. That that work would resound to the praise of the Savior who has done all things for us and for our salvation. And to the praise of the Spirit who's making that light which is shown in our hearts most fully and more fully shine out into the darkness with his love and gospel. And so Christian, in every moment of your life, in every moment of your service, which is every moment of your life. Give him praise and thanks that he's prepared good works for you beforehand that you would walk in them, that he has provided every good and perfect gift in his son so that you could be made light in him. And so, brothers and sisters, let us serve in the love of the Savior who has served in his light that we would have eternal life in him. And if you don't know anything that I'm talking about right now, but you know in your heart that you are a sinner, that you have fallen short even of the law that you heard this morning, and that you need a Savior, his name is Jesus. He is the light of the world. And he calls you now to repent and believe the good news of Jesus Christ, that you would be saved. And in that promise, join with us in shining brightly in gratitude for our neighbor's good and for God's glory in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Eternal and almighty Father, we commemorate today the death of your Son and the celebration of the Holy Supper. He ordained it as a pledge of his love to us and for our remembrance of his sufferings that have ransomed us from our sins. Although we are sinners, unworthy in ourselves to be partakers of your holy sacraments. We are invited to this sacred meal not because we are worthy in ourselves, but because we're clothed in Christ's perfect righteousness. And we come to you in repentance from our sins and in faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would further sanctify us by your Holy Spirit, that we may serve you acceptably in showing forth with faith and joy the death of our Savior, and that we may glorify you by living holy lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who rules and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen.